All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's after 4 o'clock. Uh, game day continues on at the Sports Theater TSN 1260. We are coming to you live at the Cabin Pub and Party. Jason Greger, Jason Strudwick with you. Connor Halley back at TSN Headquarters, uh, get down to the game. $5 cheeseburgers, $4 Canadians and Coors tonight at the Cabin Pub and Party. The Gregor Show, as always, presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca. Alberta's only regulated online gambling website. And, of course, where you can get tickets for uh, Lotto 649. It's yours tonight at PlayAlberta.ca. The uh, Oilers are the late game tonight. I know we got a lot of texts. What time's the game on Friday? We don't know. Why? Because it depends. If Florida wins tonight, expect the Oilers game to probably be 6.30 or 7 Edmonton time would be uh, would be my guess. I, I don't think they're going to want it at 6 Edmonton time because that's 5 Pacific on a Friday for Vegas. I don't yeah. know if they would do that for them. We'll see. But um, if Toronto wins, then uh, Edmonton would just be the late game because they'll have the doubleheader. So keep that in mind. Now, let's get to our big guest of the day, brought to you by Silent Rides Charter Company, one of Alberta's premier bus charter companies with state-of-the-art motor coaches that will safely take you or your team to your next destination. Book your ride today at Silent Rides. Dotsie, former NHLer, Stanley Cup winner, ace analyst on the NHL Network, joins us once again as he does every Wednesday, Mike Rupp. Rupper, the uh, the Oilers and Vegas, it's been an odd series because, uh, you know, the losing team hasn't really been close 
in competitiveness in those games. It's, it's been kind of odd. I don't know if I would expect that again tonight, but specifically from an Oilers perspective, two out of the three games, they haven't played remotely as well as they would like. And, and, and to me, I don't even know if it's necessarily anything Vegas is doing. I think it's been more what Edmonton isn't doing, and they just they, they haven't had a lot of jump in two of those three games. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I feel like this team, when they're at their best, um, they are kind of cutting off plays offensively when they need to and not not trying to stretch plays too much. I mean, they, they're a team that when they get kind of forced to run out of real estate, that when they're at their best, they'll, they'll put the puck in and go get it, and they've got the personnel to do it on this team and the speed to do it. So um, I feel like when they've gotten themselves in trouble, they're maybe trying to extend plays a little too much and, and kind of turn the puck over. So uh, I would agree. I think Vegas is playing solid. They're playing very well. But I don't think it's anything that's overwhelming. I think it's more of kind of self-inflicted stuff as far as the Oilers and, and just that energy level that you're mentioning. So uh, I, every, it seems like every team right now in the, in the second round, for that matter, is a kind of a, a game where it's bad, then they bounce back, then the other team pushes <laughs> back. So yeah. I would expect Edmonton to be better in this game. But I also would expect to see some, some uh, as all these series go on, uh, some momentum swings throughout the game, not just one push where you get four goals in uh, a short period of time and, uh, and one team run away with it. When you look at the Edmonton Oilers and the way they're playing, it, it just it, it feels like um, you know there's, there's guys contributing and making things happen. But Vegas has just been maybe the more consistent team through three games, even though they, it's game two is a tough one. You know, for the Oilers, is it as simple as just like moving the puck forward, kind of getting in, then trying to establish some half court offense rather than you know maybe relying more on off the rush or power play? Yeah, I think so, and I think it's about being. Um, Smart with the puck clearly is a big factor in any playoff series and, and turnovers that you want to limit those. But also you just want to put the puck in an area where if you can't carry it in and, and kind of get your game cleanly, uh, you got to kind of manufacture it. And, and I feel like with puck location as far as at times when you have to dump it in, um, you could you could do – I think you could really put – the opposing team's defense in a tough spot where you can get the puck back. And the more they do that, the more Vegas is defending. And the more Vegas is defending, the more susceptible they are with taking penalties. And we know how dangerous this power play is. So I think that's an area that uh, the team could thrive on a little bit more. Maybe uh, being understanding that um, we might have to grind it out, have a couple grind-out shifts in the, in the offensive zone and hang on to the puck a little bit longer because that possession game uh, will put the, the opposing team in a position where they have to defend. Mike Rupp joins us. I'm the sports hitter, TSN 1260. Uh, what about the Aiden Hill factor tonight? Uh, how much of a factor did you play? And like the owners didn't, he had 22 saves in, in game three. Uh, there was one that was maybe a high quality chance. Um, you're Edmonton. This is his first career playoff start. Sometimes it's easier coming off the bench. You don't have time to worry about anything. You're the orders. How much of this game do you think uh, rides on Aiden Hill and the ability for the orders to beat him upstairs? You certainly want to get to him. You want to test him. Um, but I also think that the way that Vegas plays lends their goaltenders to have an opportunity of stick with success. Like they kind of, they they can kind of be predictable to their own goaltenders where they know where the shots are coming from and, and you're able to kind of focus at the task at hand. There's not a wonder of, all right, well, what about this? I'm on the weak side back door. Is this open? Is it, If I give up a rebound, is it, are these 
stick's going to be lifted. Like, I feel like Vegas does a pretty good job in the way they play their game where it gives their goaltenders a chance. I, I don't think Aiden Hill is a goaltender that's going to steal a win for the Vegas Golden Knights, but he's going to give them a chance to win. And so I think that's where it gets really important for Edmonton with uh, getting to those hard areas, make it difficult on this goaltender. Um, all those cliches we always say, traffic, pucks to the net. I mean, those things are important. And you got to get there, and you got to win puck battles. I mean, that to me is playoff hockey. If you if you win more puck battles than the opponent, you're probably going to win that hockey game, or at least set yourself up for that. So I think that's where things are at. Um, I don't pay a big uh, a lot of attention to it. I don't think it's a huge weakness having Aiden Hill in there because, again, their team. It seems like wherever goalies out there, that they, they're fine. And uh, but you certainly got to test them more than they did last game. Joe, my longtime uh, NHLer, uh, Michael Rupp, here on the Jason Greger Show on TSN 1260. Rupper, wh- where do the Leafs like start tonight? What what is there? Is there like not a rallying cry, but like one area of their game that said this is what we need to do, or, or something we haven't been doing to kind of just get at least a toehold in this series? Um, I mean, their, their puck management has not been good. Um, a lot of that is a level of frustration because the way Florida plays and the way they pressure you and when you're not getting the touches and the, the feel of the game and the flow of the game that you're used to getting, I feel like players kind of get outside themselves and force it. I think New Jersey did that in yesterday's game and that's when that game got away from them. It's uh, I think the biggest thing in the playoffs at times is to have some self-restraint and <laughs> their self-restraint Penalties, that's a, a whole other story. But there's self-restraint to me in the fact where I want to do so much this shift, but if it's not there, if it's not present, if it doesn't play out that way, I'm okay with just keeping it neutral in the shift and, and we'll see what the next shift presents. That's a struggle. I think that um, highly skilled players struggle with that. They want to make the change and the difference and win the game on one shift. And that doesn't happen. I mean, you got to – there's a process – um, there's a way you need to play to get your chances. So that's an area that I, I feel like this Toronto team needs to kind of going back to what we said. They, they got to cut off plays at certain times. They got to do what's right to the scoreboard, not to just, oh, we need that next goal. And, um, and that's an area that their best players have not been good at. Mike Grubb joins us. Uh, Mike, are you in a, like a tornado, like in a wind tunnel? What's going on? <laughs> oh, no, you hear? Is it loud? Uh, well, no, just like uh, it's, not, it's like you're loud, and then all of a sudden it's like you're uh, um, you're you're in a in a submarine, and uh, you're very far no, away. No. So just... We'll see. Is that is that better? Well, we'll be better now. We'll be better yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, that sounds a lot better. Um, you mentioned New Jersey Devils, and you know that series too. It's basically been four blowouts. Carolina's won six one six one five one, and then New Jersey uh, won eight to four. Um, I, you know, I thought New Jersey, they got off to the good start last game. Jack Hughes scores Meyer. Like, okay, they're two big guys. are on the scoreboard again in a second game. And then Jordan Martinuk for the four-straight game, Rupper. Like, you were a depth guy. I remember you've talked about, yeah, you know what? I had 12 goals by Christmas one time. You ever have nine points in four playoff games after going over in the first round? Like, he's got to be the first guy in playoff history to do this. Uh, no, I never. I don't think I have nine playoff points, and I know I don't have nine playoff points in all my playoff games. So, uh, you know, Jordan Martinook is—it's uh, a perfect story right now of just a player. I mean, you see the confidence he has. Uh, a couple of his goals in this round have come on 
getting an opportunity and coming and he's shooting the puck from outside when he gets a chance like that shows he's confident right now and I actually just interviewed him a little bit ago today and uh, he just talked about the confidence he has but he understands like what kind of player he is and he understands what his role is on this team but at the same time you know there's opportunity and he's got a, a lot of confidence and, and Juju going his way and, and you're going to run with it and um, that's what this team needs this team needs timely goal scoring um, they need players to play the game the right way. And, and, and here's the other thing, too. Jordan Martinuk had zero points in round one. Very effective <laughs> player for that team. And, and, and very effective player for that team in, in round one still. So it, it's not all about the points. Right now it seems to everything's dropping for him. But um, this Carolina team has, has been a really nice story with, with players stepping up when they need it. What about on the other side, uh, joined by Mike Rupp here on the Gregor Show? Look at the, the New Jersey Devils. Like, what? what is it? Is it just kind of inexperienced, Rupper? We see that they kind of the, the three very tough games for them, the one good one? Um, yeah, I think I think that we've gotten to the point now where I, the one big question all year was, can this goaltending hold up? And it, it's starting to crack. It has been cracking. When they're bad, they're bad. I mean, this just is a team, not even their goaltenders. But... You know, uh, you got Smead who, uh, uh, who when he's when he's on, like he's lights out. But when he's not, yeah. he's let a lot of a lot of pucks in, right? So it's feast or famine with him. But I think the inexperience was very evident in the last game. I mean, so they had that great start. Devils get the get an early lead in that game by Jack Hughes. Um, the turning point in that game was the Marty Natchez goal at the end of the first to tie it up. So now you're going to intermission tied. And then Carolina kind of took over. And Carolina was very calm. They were patient. They were waiting for their opportunities. And they got going. And then on the other race, the, the, that stuff I'm talking about, about trying to change everything in one shift. Uh, the, it, the score was 3-1, and this was on the Fox goal. And and uh, Jack Hughes was – it's just too, too much freelancing. And it, it ends up making it 4-1, and things snowball. So – I think that it, you see a team that's been through the grind. They understand the, the minuscule parts of the game that need to be controlled. And uh, the Devils, were, they, they wanted the, the results real quick, and it ended up turning against them. Mike, uh, tonight the Florida Panthers, fresh off of being swept out of the second round last year, are now on the verge of sweeping the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, the four uh, the big four can't score in Toronto right now in this series. And really, it's it's not like, like Willie Nylander's at least creating some offense. The other three have not done very much at all offensively. Do you think their big four can show up tonight? Or is Florida doing something that you really like that's limited the success of those four? So the Florida Panthers' four check has been incredible. Everyone's been talking about it. But the thing I find that's really interesting, and, and they did it against the Boston Bruins too, you have a team loaded with talent. And those the big four in Toronto, they, they're good. And so just trying, trying to keep them tame or under wraps seems very difficult to do just in a whole. And I think the way you kind of can, can disrupt it is, they're making life miserable for, for uh, Toronto's defense. And they're forechecking, they're pressuring. And I, I don't think that this Toronto team is exiting their zone cleanly. They're not, uh, their D are unable to make good, crisp passes to their talented forwards in stride. I'm not putting the blame on the D. Florida's doing that. They're forcing, they're kind of taking the knees out of uh, Toronto's offense by attacking their D core. And so I think as, as forwards, you got to help your D out. you got to find a way to 
you know, these guys are under pressure. You got to find ways to give them other other outs as opposed to all right, let's let's see if we can get to the quick offense to get on the rush. So um, you got to give a lot of credit to the Panthers. They, they're a dog on bone mentality right now throughout that lineup, and it's it's given two teams now in the playoffs fits. One last one here. We switch over to uh, Dallas and their series. It's, it's tight one, all tied up. Do you get a sense if either team is starting to not break the other team, but maybe find some holes in the other team's approach to the series? Well, last night was so Phil Grubauer is the last goaltender left uh, to to not be pulled until last <laughs> night. So I wonder how his uh, I wonder how his he's going to rebound how he's going to react I, he was he didn't lose that game because of him i just feel like he wasn't that sharp and but you got to give credit to dallas i mean this dallas stars team they're they've got something going uh they had a couple no shows though that are a little alarming but this is they, jason robertson's not even going like he he just he looks just okay but i think jamie ben was a story in last night's game and the way he he played mean he played uh, he got involved. I mean, Pabs is still doing what he does. I mean, Rupe Hintz has been awesome. He can flip a game real quick. So uh, they've got a lot of things going. Jake Ottinger, I thought, looked really good in the game. I don't think he was overly tested, but sometimes that's even harder, right? Like you see a shot and then you're waiting a number of minutes in between. But uh, Jake Ottinger still this, at this stage of the playoffs. He, he is the best goalie available left. Like he is – and if he can get – kind of hot and, and build off of the last game. I think Dallas is starting, I don't want to say break in Seattle, because every time I think Seattle's done, they, they come back and they do something to, to uh, kind of get, get garner respect from everybody. But uh, I think Dallas is on the cusp of kind of breaking out in this series and, and kind of pulling away. Yeah, you know what, Rupper, I'm with you. I've been waiting for it. I love the stat about Grubauer's watch that last <laughs> night. And I'm like, all right, well, now every goaltender. It just illustrates that, you know, for many years it was like, if you don't have a goal, you don't have a chance. I don't think that's the case anymore. Right? You Obviously you want to have solid goaltending, but you, you don't need to have a goalie steal you games right now to win in the Stanley Cup final because how many teams have unbelievable goaltending that's stealing them games? It's, yeah. just, it's more offensive right now, and I'm loving it. But I think I'd rather have an yeah. average goalie and better players than an elite goalie and weaker players. I agree. Yes, that's Does I mean, that make sense, Robert? When, 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 you, when, you when you need a goaltender to steal you a game, as great as that is, I mean, everybody wants an Andre Vasilevsky or an Igor Shosturkin. But think about that from a, from a standpoint. If I'm asking my goalie to steal me a game, that means we didn't earn it. So, I mean, you know, the fact that you can have a goalie that just gives you a chance to win, that old cliche, it's been around forever. That's the name of the game now. Play the right yeah. way in front of your goalie, and any goalie in the NHL can win at any point. Yeah, no, that's totally yeah. fair. Rupper, have a good one. We will uh, chat with you next Wednesday. Thanks, folks. That's uh, Mike Rupp, weekly guest every Wednesday here on TSN 1260. A quick break. We'll return. Struds need some nachos to boost his energy, and uh, we will rock and roll through a busy afternoon. We'll get to uh, Tell Me I'm Wrong, Struds edition. Then we got... Uh, uh, Rashog, Shane 90, much, much more, including some trivia next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, live at the Cabin Pub and Party. 4.30, man, it's like a reunion here today. I love it. we got uh, the uh, the Mustachian one, Mark Majot just uh, stopped by. Uh, Struddy almost in tears as uh, Majot's wearing a cardigan. Yeah, he, so, does, he look how comfortable he looks. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's looking good. Looks and so uh, another uh, former producer of ours, uh, Allison Curry, is here yeah. celebrating her birthday. Love it. It's a big party down here. Yeah, she, she drinks her beer at the straw, though. It's very... You know, I noticed that. I didn't very, want to comment. It's kind of off-putting. 
Wonder why that is. Oh, why yeah. would you like, choose to do like that? It's, like I know it's, you, you want to live your youth still and feel young, but drinking beer from a straw, like I don't yeah. know, is that it? It's like somebody who drinks like old. But she's a shooters. Dallas Stars fan though, so maybe that is like wow. that, is that the new trend among Stars fan? You drink your beer through a straw? Classy. Climber out of a champagne flute. Yeah. Wow. Classy. I, I, I don't think I, I don't think it's her uh, her uh, champagne birthday. Is that what it's called? No. Not What's champagne? champagne? Birth- What's that? No, like 25? when. So if you're twenty, well, if you're born on the twenty third, when you turn twenty three. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. I got it's you. not your champagne. What's it called, Connor? I can't remember. I have no idea. Something birthday. I don't know. Either way, golden. Who knows? Uh, no, that's anniversary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Somebody will text it to us in a second here. Drawing a blank on it. Save us. So, yeah. Suffering. Save so anyway, but maybe maybe we'll get her. Uh, China White. Well, I'll take her night over the top. Let's, it's only sunny at 5 o'clock, man. <laughs> we don't want her to blow her whole night off tonight. <laughs> hey, guys, they call it playoffs because you can't call it goaltending, Brian Burke. Uh, yeah, not anymore. Like, you, a goaltender's key, sure. But when you look at series, and, like, the owners gave up five goals last game. Was that because Stuart Skinner was terrible? Yeah. Did that cost him the game? No, I don't think so. The orders were terrible. Stuart Skinner wasn't great either, but the whole team was bad. Right? Same as game one. You look at uh, Vegas, lost game two. Was it due to goaltending? I don't think so. Yeah. No, I'd rather spend my money on, well, specifically D-man and centerman, but. I was right. It was champagne birthday. just want to clarify. Yeah. See, there you go. I should trust myself more. Oh, I missed that one. Mm -hmm. So. You never celebrated yours, eh, Stratton? I didn't even know it was a thing. I was 17. I was 17. I was well, just, yeah, you're 17. I was yeah. just hoping well, to get Well, you probably went cake. for a few uh, milkshakes. The ice, ice cream cake. I was big into ice cream cake at that point. Still am. Probably always will be, for being honest. Yeah, yeah. You love it. Yeah. Uh, let's get to Strud's edition of Tell Me I'm Wrong, brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, where the rates never change. No overtime charges. That's how you build a legacy. LegacyHeating.ca. The Jason Greger Show presents Tell Me I'm Wrong. You need to be self-aware when you're at an event about who's around you. So this has happened a number of times. It actually dates back to even last year, but I have to just get this off my chest, and I need to know if I'm the one who maybe is in the wrong. When you're at a kid's baseball game, lacrosse game, soccer game, and it's open seating. I'm not talking about seating like you have in a hockey arena where you, you sit down in row one, row two, row three, and you watch your kid play or practice, whatever. And it's pretty easy to figure it out. But when you're beside an uh, outdoor lacrosse or you're at uh, even like a, a, a golfing event and someone brings a chair and sits at some, wherever it is, some distance from the, a respectable distance from the field, you have to have some self-awareness. You can't just go and stand in front of that person and block their view. I've seen it at soccer. I've seen it at lacrosse. I've seen it at, uh, have not at volleyball because it's a little bit harder because you're kind of on the edge. Basketball's harder again. You're around the edge. But uh, I've seen it at all these different baseball for sure. Where someone puts their, they get there or whatever, five minutes before the game, they sit down. And then a group of parents or bystanders come and stand right in front of that person. Are you not watching? Are you not looking around saying, oh, geez, I might blood block in this uh, seat. Do you think that you're just sitting there just because you just got a spot? You don't respect that guy's or that girl's spot? So I'm telling you right now, tell me I'm wrong that when you are gathering around watching a child's event, 
you need to look around at who you're standing in front of. If they get there first, I believe that position is secured. So if if, if a guy in a chair is 10 feet away from the, the, the edge of the, the, the soccer pitch or whatever, the baseball, you can't just stand five feet in front of him and block his view. I believe it's that person's job to not move rather than the person in the chair to have to move. Tell me I'm wrong, guys. So you were sitting in the chair? I don't want to say who it was or wasn't, but there was a chair involved, and that person, from what I was told, is very comfortable. Okay. And that person so had to move. The, so they're sitting in the chair. Joe walks in and stands directly in front of you on a soccer pitch. This I don't want to say what sport, but let's say it was a sport that's outside. It was, this person was very comfortable and established position. He'd established his position next to this. Did this sport. person say anything? Didn't even know. No, and no, then no. his friends joined. No, did the person who was, who the had their, yeah, in the chair. No, no. That person's passive aggressive. He'd rather bring it up on the radio. <laughs> like, why wouldn't you just say, excuse me? <laughs> I'm watching the game. How do you want to just look around and say, maybe someone's sitting here? Like, do you think I'm just sitting there? Or this person was just sitting well, there for I, no I, reason? I, well, hey, I agree, Stratty, but in society, some people are just, they're not aware of their surroundings, right? They're walking in. They probably arrived talking on their phone, so they didn't even look up. Right, fair right? Point. They're on the screen. Oh, now, oh, hey, I can just stand right here. No one's standing here. Now, here's my other question, though. So there was other people lined up on the side of the pitch? Oh, there was. Okay, so were you behind them or were you all in a straight line? When we got it going, I would say that there was a, well, that's a fair point. To my left, there would have been a couple that were maybe 10 feet in front of me. And then I was... Why know, are you there sitting were, so far back from the sideline? Well, it's just, I was, it, it, would, like, it, it was quite windy. And I was sitting beside a school. And I'm not saying it was me. I'm just saying that this person was sitting next to the school because it was quite windy. And, but I had... This uh, this person. Okay, so had a so view. Whoa, now we're getting a little bit more. So you opted to sit where the wind wouldn't get you, twenty feet away from the sidelines, and then expect everybody else to be out of your view. Is, I'm not, is that what I'm hearing? Again, I'm not saying it's me, but I had this story shared with me, and I was at a, or, or, uh, this person was at a reasonable distance, and then these people just crowded up in front. I couldn't. This person couldn't see. So. To me, if you really want to, I, I will admit this was actually me. I moved closer to see it, and they got in front of me again. They double timed me twice. So then I just threw my hands up. I'm like, okay, this is, I can't do this. I, I'm I amazed that you can't just politely say, excuse me, you're blocking my view. Because most people, oh, sorry. I believe it. I was outraged. Like you're six foot three. But I was you're sitting 220 down. 220 pounds. Yeah, but you I got up nice to chair. move. I Yes. Like what are you now? Is this you? I'm gonna I'm gonna and I'm gonna pretend. Yeah. So for anybody listening on the radio, so now I, I'm sitting on a chair. That's right. I, I have I have moved up into a squat That's position. Right, I, I have. Is this you? Is this uh, what you're doing? Yes. It's like you're walking when you forgot toilet paper, yeah. and now you're squatting, walking down the hallway to get a new roll. It was that's tr- how you moved. I was chair? like a turtle that chair because I wanted to make my point. So I had moved once, <laughs> ten feet forward. Then I had to move again. So I could watch this thing. I, I'm like, is uh, it just me? Like, is no, there no, anyone yeah, else this I, happens to? Unfortunately, I think you're wrong here. We got a lot of people texting in. Um, Strutty, you're wrong. If that person in the chair gets there, but they set up the chair in a spot that's too far back, it's their own fault. It's totally situational for Mike. Connor, obviously, Mike is the person who stands in front of everybody. What do you think, Connor? You know, I'm with you on this one, Strutty. Just like the uh, gas station 
fiasco I had where people just oh, don't use oh, common sense. Like, no, it's, if someone's point, sitting no. down, you don't stand this in front of them. If someone's taking a picture in front of, like, something beautiful, do you just walk through and stop and stand oh, there? Like, oh, well, you should have got closer. I mean, it's it's common sense, Freddy. One of us has to do something about it. I nominate you because, like Gregor said, you're 6'3", you're 220. You're an here, intimidator. I'm not. Now, here's the difference between you the the gas station scenario. Because there's only two spots in the gas station. You pull into the front or the back. That's it. When you're on the sideline of the soccer pitch, and now you've moved away because you don't want your hairpiece to blow off in the wind, so you're using the school to block it, and that's 28 feet away from the sidelines. Think about the angle. So when you're 20 feet away from the sidelines, people now, literally, they've got, that's like a, you've got now a triangle of vision. So those people can't stand anywhere you've got to be closer to the sidelines like if you're supporting your kid like you might as well have just sat in your car they couldn't even have heard you they could barely see you. they didn't know you know drew's out there running around with his mullet on he was and he can't even see where you are because you're so far back he's like where's dad like is he is he is he nervous like now i know that you know you're not zach cassian when it comes to soccer balls are you are you scared no of no hit? no i i well i was quite a, i was quite a distance from where they were doing it that's my point and to be fair my son, after, just did start walking towards the car because he didn't know where I was. But I also changed jackets. So I brought an additional jacket because it was getting chilly. If anyone was outside last night, it was a little chilly. Hey, guys, I thought Strutty was in the right, but as there are more details are discovered, you sat way too far back. I totally agree. The way this start, this story started, Outrageous. I was like, 100%, yeah. I'm in Strutty. But then, and this is why, to me, you have to ask the questions. We need to get to the okay. bottom of the story. And so, because it's funny, I was uh, we were at soccer last night as well. Right. And uh, so we just had an exhibition game after practice. So I got to ref. And uh, anyway, so I saw the parents lined up, and they were all lined up in a pretty much an even row. I would say a good 7 to 10 feet from the sideline. Yeah. Because very rare are the kids in, in U11 coming down the sideline and pumping one into the crowd. I would laugh if it ever happened, though. Sure. Not encouraging it, but I'm saying I might chuckle. But they're all in a pretty even row. No one was as far back as you. So I really believe, unfortunately, right. you're wrong. Okay, I'm just, I'll, I'll, I'll end with this. But everyone, we'd set up our scrum line. We'd determine where the line was. Everyone who was there on time. We are not on time, but it was. Well, was I thought there. you said you were the you were the farthest one back. You well, were no, by the there school. was a line, and there was there was a a, a lady and her uh, son who were just maybe five feet in front of us, but not blocking because they were sitting. So we'd established the the trench. The trench was established, and then these people just adjusted the trench mid practice and, and moved it forwards. Outrageous! And none. Of, okay, well, is it practice? It was. We're practice. talking about practice. Oh, we're talking about practice. Yeah, oh, and I love practice. Now, now you've lost me even more. So I, I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm embracing the spirit of soccer, trying to get into it, trying to create greatness. In, uh, so here's, my, here's an, we've got, we got to go to break, but here's my honest question. When, you're, when your kids reach a certain age, do you have to watch practice? Why can't you just drop them off and come back? Because I don't get to watch all the kids at different time. With three kids, I, I try to watch all of them, right? Because I don't always get yeah, to see no, but, all of them. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's practice. So you're watching it. them practice. Oh, you enjoy it? Well, okay. I'm not judging. I'm not doing Because I could tell you as a coach. Yeah. I find practices are better when there's fewer parents around because the kids pay more attention. And that's why I was a long way off. But I wasn't watching practice to judge the coaches. Okay. I was just truly enjoying. I actually was. What they were doing was incredible. And I'd give the coaches some loving if I could see them. Well, then you were sitting <laughs> too far away. So far back. God. <laughs> uh, hey, guys, they were trying to block Strutty's view on purpose. He was so far back they thought he was a creeper. <laughs> I was, I was, I was, <laughs>
I was I was Strider, in the initial... Your story is getting pretty wild here. Like I don't know. I I'm kind of flip flopping now. Yeah, like Connor's Connor's no. regretting that he sided. Like the fact that Connor, like no offense, Connor, you made one of the worst comparisons ever, trying to compare Strider's story to your gas. I, you had a legit beef in the gas don't. station story. I this said is... it was common sense that they were. We got like my, when I first heard this, I thought Strider was like eight feet away from the sideline, safe distance, and someone stood five feet away. But now the you know, the metrics are coming out. Strutty, I don't know. I think you got to get closer. Or. Yes, 100%. Or or do it for the passive-aggressive people and say something. I want to hear your story. The line was established. The line was established. I don't think it was. That makes a need, big difference. Next time, take a picture so we can see oh, the line. Oh, I'll take a picture. All these guys' bumps because I couldn't see anything. Don't do hey, that. Hey, Gregs, he did look creepy in that visor. Oh, you were in the visor last night? I did have a visor on. <laughs> oh, I did. So this person knows what I'm talking about. They might have been proud of the problem. I'm taking their number down and their license plate. Uh, quick break. We'll come back with uh, five questions and uh, more on the orders. We'll hear from uh, Warren Fogel. Uh, Ryan McLeod and more on the Gregor Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 450 minutes worse later, TSN. Wow. 1260. You gotta go home. It uh, might happen. That's a break. It's gonna be a conversation there. It's gonna be a conversation. Holy goodle. Uh, jeez. The, uh, the young, uh, the young lad who, um, really, it was, it's, I was being, I've been mentioned to him he should get a faux hawk. Yeah. Well, he went like he had long hair right now, so he went with the faux hawk. But it looks like there's some dye in it. Color, yeah. Which, yeah. That I don't know. I don't think it's. I don't think it's permanent. I think it's just uh, temporary stuff. Right, right. That's but, right. But uh, he went with the uh, really high and tight on the sides, and jeez, that's, that's what we told Tommy about his perm too. It's that's, not permanent. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he's getting he's getting very tired of it. Is he? Oh yeah, yeah the curls are the curls are wearing on him. It's getting a headache. It's so tight. It's not liking it. It's so oh, fun. Welcome back to the Gregor Show. We are live at the Cabin Pub and Party. Started to fill up pretty quick here tonight. Jeez, yeah. people be in the mood now. It's a buzz. There's no Leaf fans here yet, though. Well, really, if you're a Leaf fan, would you be going out to watch the game in another city? Oh, if there's a god tonight. Are you going to, like, will you have a special appearance? Will you just call in as a, as a listener I don't to think the show tomorrow? Well, you should just call lose. in. Say, hi, it's uh, it's Peter. Peter from, um, right. you know, right. pick, a, pick a suburb. Right. Rolly Hills. Yeah. Well, no, a Toronto suburb. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. But, uh, oh, just the fan space. I just go on to see what happens with that. Well, I'm expecting a, a tweet tonight if they yeah. lose from old Struddy. I've actually been thinking about Just it. Just to fire up the Leaf fans. I've been thinking about oh, it. Oh, it'd be great. Great. Let's get to five questions brought to you by the Brick and the uh, Tent Sale. The tents are up. The prices are down. You can get up to 60% off original price on clearance items right now at the Brick. Mattresses from as, as low as 150 bucks. Check it out at the break. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. All right, guys, question number one. How about a bold prediction as well as the score for game four tonight? Yamamoto, goal and an assist, 3-1 Oilers. Do you want bold? I deliver. Huh. Well, I actually have Ryan Nugent Hopkins scoring a goal, so uh, I will stick with that. Um, Jonathan Marchessault got off the schneid, as they like to say, for uh, Vegas. 
Last game with his first of the playoffs. Ended up with a second. Uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, uh, I'm going to say he scores a power play goal tonight. Thanks. Bold predictions. Both of you. Question number two. If Zach Hyman is to miss the game, who do you think needs to step up in his absence? Well, hey, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, Yamamoto, Evander Kane, go down the list. But I do expect, uh, I I think Hyman's going to play based on what I saw today at the morning skate with Shore and Broberg both out late. Mm-hmm. To me, they're going 12-6, and six, and Matias Janmark is coming back in. So Hyman, uh, I think, is going to uh, gut it out. What is it a bone, or is it a bruise, like a bruise? Well, I watched it. Yeah, you know, the fact that he, I don't think it's structural on his yeah. knee. You know, otherwise he probably wouldn't have finished. Like, the fact that he kept playing in the third period struts, like, I don't think, and Jay Woodcroft after, now, it's playoffs, and, you know, Woodcroft isn't necessarily giving you all the dirt on anything. But, yeah, my, my gut reaction tells me it's a contusion. Yeah, it, and his stride was different. It looked different. It looked choppy. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm not a striding coach, but that's what I saw. And I, yeah, I, I think I think he'll end up playing. If, if he doesn't, I wouldn't break up the McLeod line if possible. No. I'd probably pop Yamamoto up there. Question number three for you guys. We'll go in a different direction away from hockey. The NFL will allow players to wear number zero this season. Do you think that's a cool look or lame? I don't really. I, I mean, I've seen it before. I don't know. I, I probably prefer double zero to zero, um, but I don't. I don't know. I don't really think there's in football. There's so many numbers out there. What's the difference? I, I so I have no problem at it. I wouldn't say it's cool or lame. I'm just indifferent. Al Oliver is one of the greatest zeros of all time. So I have no problem with it. Why would you? I don't care about the zero. You want to wear the zero? Go right ahead. I didn't mind Al Oliver still as a kid. I loved Al Oliver as a zero. <laughs> Question number four. With the teams remaining in the NBA playoffs, is there a dream matchup that you would like to see meet in the final? Uh, it's not really a dream matchup, but I think it would be rather interesting to have the two finalists as the MVP, Denver and Philly, go at it. Hmm. So I think whoever wins the West is winning. So, uh, But I'll, I'll go with Philly and Denver. Yeah, I like that. Maybe throw back to... Uh, Simpler time, Celtics-Lakers, just to see those two organizations go at it. And a final question for you guys today. Bo Jackson, I know one of you, both of your favorite athletes of all time, missed the unveiling of his college teammate Frank Thomas' statue at Auburn because he has apparently been dealing with hiccups since last July. He is supposed to have a procedure this week to help solve the issue, but uh, when you get hiccups, do you have a plan to get rid of them immediately or do you just let them run their course? Okay, so... He's had, like, hiccups nonstop since last July? Apparently, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That would be infuriating. Uh, That's incredible. Usually, uh, you know, I'm a big uh, plug the nose and mouth guy. Ten-second stuff usually goes away. But knock on wood, I can't remember the last time. Like, I've never had hiccups for an extended period of time in my life. Yeah. No, I, I rarely get hiccups either, and I'm not bragging. I just I have other issues, obviously, <laughs> but that's not one of them. Sitting too far on the sideline. <laughs> so, yeah, well, that's someone else's problem. I don't want to – hopefully that will change. But, anyways, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's sad you have to miss your buddies. Like, how bad are your hiccups? You can't go see your buddies unveiling a statue. That's pretty incredible. So, imagine those two guys together. That's a lot of man. That's a lot of good athletes in one place. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I just – I'm – I've never heard of such a thing. Has yeah. anybody had hiccups for even, like, two days? I remember reading about a guy that was burping for years. What? Yeah, that would be tough. I'd rather have the hiccups than burping. Connor, how do you deal with it? What's your What's your 
deal. <laughs> like you guys, not to brag, but it's been a while since I've had hiccups. I've I've heard, you know, a scoop of peanut butter can go a long way. I don't know if Bo's tried that one, but there was actually a guy. This is from the uh, Guinness World Records that had it for 68 years. 16 years. 68. 68. 1922 to 1990. He had hiccups? Yeah. But like, so when you when you say you have hiccups, are you just like hiccuping twice a day or are you hiccuping literally like. Wow. Like how often are we talking? Well, I'd have to do a little more research here. His name was Charles Osborne. Ozzy. I can't believe you couldn't figure out something that would slow it down. I mean, that's that's amazing. Well, according to the Mayo Clinic, it can ha- they can uh, uh, continue for months. So usually they say it's a sign of an underlying medical issue. Gregory, oh, really? it was twenty to forty per minute on average, and what? they estimated in his lifetime he hiccuped four hundred and thirty million times. Can you imagine that? That must put some stress on like your body. How, how do you work? So how do you, like when he sleeps was he able to like must have been able to sleep and then it would just start again the next morning what the I don't know I remember I think the guy that was the burping I think he could sleep and it wouldn't go off Jeez, man. like just somebody punched me in the diaphragm try to change it up hey guys I met a guy at a bachelor party one time from Paradise Hill Saskatchewan has had hiccups for over twenty years wow. That is twenty years unreal. That's a real incredible stat. Can't believe this. Hope they get help. No. Wow. Guys, I had chronic hiccups. Now I smoke weed. It's cured. So you relax more. Who knows? I didn't even know that was a thing. Honestly, up until today, I'd never heard that hiccups could last that long. Ever. Didn't even cross my mind there was a thing. Mind blown. Mind blown. Sorry, what is your prediction tonight? I got 3-1 Oilers. Tight, tight. Just loving the tight games. Tight, I do. Mm. All right. Sorry, have a great Enjoy the game, everybody. Yes, let's get to uh, the con man and a sports center update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. And their subcompact tractor line and all their tractors, which are engineered for adaptability and versatility, Suitable for all your Canadian farming needs. Check it out right now at EdmontonKubota.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.